After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Deuce and more, deuce and more, deuce and more, they tell you what they know, deuce and more, deuce and more, deuce and more, the podcast that you know. It's a bonus edition of the Deuce and Mo podcast because I feel like there's some news to go over today. The Kings lose De'Aaron Fox Mm. for a bit. They are taking on the Warriors coming up, so we have to talk about that. And got to get our thoughts on the James Harden trade. It's finally happened, Morgan. He's been traded to the Clippers. A 2 a.m. Woj bomb. I'll take it. So, Morgan, I have not had the chance to talk to you on a podcast about the De'Aaron Fox news, which obviously is not great. De'Aaron Fox is going to be missing some time. Mark J. Spears saying could be about a week. I don't know. It could be longer than that with the ankle injury after he twisted his ankle stepping on Gabe Vincent's foot in that Lakers game the other night. Mm. So Mike Brown at practice. They're going to go with Davion Mitchell as a starter. They're going to lean on Malik Monk as a playmaker, but we'll even see the rookie Colby Jones. Yeah, I love love that he added that in there. Colby Jones possibly getting that opportunity and just this being an opportunity for everybody. Um, Davion, you know, is up for the challenge, understands exactly what he needs to do. And I think when Mike Brown was talking a lot about, yeah, it's not going to drop because Davion knows to push the pace, push the pace, push the pace. It doesn't matter if you're the fastest player in the league or not. Like there's still an identity to this team that you can try and keep up with. I'm also hoping that Davion could get some open looks and and knock down some shots because he's off to a slow start with his shooting. He's not playing a ton of minutes at this point. But he even mentioned today at practice, you guys, guys are going to go under screens. I'm going to have to knock down shots. And they don't need him to go try to score 25 a game. (laughs) Obviously, they have other guys who could step up, carry the load a little bit from Keegan, Sabonis, Herder, Monk, that they just need Davion to knock down some shots and run the offense, like you said, play with pace out there. So I'm excited for him to get this opportunity, get the confidence going a little bit. Yeah. The next thing with Malik Monk, his playmaking, he's really good. He's a really good player. He plays with such confidence. And 
I think this is a good opportunity for him. You know, this time last year when when, when Fox missed some games, they started Davion. They kept Monk in the bench role. They're doing the same thing, and they use Della Vadova at times too. Instead, mm-hmm. this time around, they're using Colby, who we'll get to. But last year, I don't think Monk had Brown's trust yet. I think after the playoff run and, and seeing what Monk's able to do out there, Brown really, really likes what he brings, but I think he wants him to to find the balance of like looking for his and setting up teammates. He's really good at setting up teammates. And, and I think it's interesting too when Mike Brown was talking about how it's I mean, we all know it. Like everyone wants to start in this league. Yeah. Of course they do. But I think there's 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 something different that Mike Brown does to really empower this position off the bench. Um, and I don't think it's no bullshit. It's not like he's just trying to, you know, um, sugarcoat things or anything. What it is, is him still staggering the rotation, allowing Malik Monk to continue to play where he's played so well. But on top of that, could at times end up getting more minutes than starters. You yeah. know what I mean? Like last game uh, in the overtime session, he Correct. closed that game. Fox was out, Sabonis was out. Malik had 11 of his 22 points in overtime. Yep. And obviously we know he can score the ball. I do think he's a really underrated guy that can play some point guard for you because he's really good in the pick and roll. We saw he's a good rapport with Sabonis. Sees the Same floor. with McGee. He's good on drives. I got a number today what? that was interesting. He's seventh in the NBA on uh, in assists per game on drives yeah and he's averaging 5.3 assists off the bench last year he had 30 30 plus games with five or more assists i mean that alone shows you know he's crafty defenses are going to respect his game they are going to make sure that they are collapsing and um which is going to hopefully allow these other guys to get some open looks from the outside and speaking of some of these guys getting these open looks i know davion too at practice was talking about how yeah you know like the warriors are probably not going to respect me in my shot and they're going to go under screens and that's where I have to take advantage of that and I have to make sure I'm knocking down my shots. And I also think going back to Monk that without De'Aaron having a guy who could break down a defense is vital Oh yeah, for this team. And oh, yeah. he can do that. I mean, even last game he had that drive where he had a tough finish on AD. We've seen him dunk on Chris Dunn. He can get nasty attacking the paint, and that's so big to collapse the defense. He could finish, but he can also kick out to his teammates. And you say kick out, and that's also because his teammates are moving without the yes. basketball, yes. whether they're relocating with him or they're making sure they're they're going back door, they're in that dunker spot, wherever they need or to be on the floor. Like Sasha cutting randomly. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Like they're smart enough to kind of play off of what Malik brings. And yeah, I'm I'm excited to see some of these guys get a different type of opportunity. I think everyone has to remember too, it's early on in the season uh, with the deer and Fox injury. It's not all, you know, dark ages ahead or no, anything. I, and it doesn't seem like he's going to be out a long time. It's frustrating because he's been playing like the best basketball of his career. And it's like, uh, I just want to see more of it. Just, just his ability to knock down the three to start. He's shooting it with such confidence right now. It, it's just his total game has been awesome on both ends. So it's a bummer. I am excited to see the rookie Colby Jones, who we both like. Hell yeah. Seeing him the preseason looked really comfortable. And last year at this time, they're playing Della Vadova, right? Mm-hmm. And Delhi was that crafty vet, but you know, can't really trust his shot. Defensively, tries hard, but you know, he had his issues defensively too, right? It's Not the most athletic to guy. But with Colby, 
I mean, you have some additional size out there. 6'6", six, six, he's strong, can set up his teammates. I'm excited for him to get this opportunity. I'm excited for that, but I'm also excited for him just as a young guy in this league getting to show off in those minutes, right? And showing off in those minutes is obviously playing Mike Brown style of basketball, which is staying disciplined. It's not trying to do too much. It's doing what you're supposed to do out there. And that's being like a two-way guy, managing the floor. If you're the point guard, playing some tough defense, um, being in the right spot at the right time on the floor. And yeah, I, I you just don't know what his opportunities are going to look like when De'Aaron Fox is back. But if he shows off a little bit, there could be some changes. The one other thing from King's practice today, Trey Lyles was on the floor. He did not practice, but he did like a workout after practice. Mm. Shot looked great, mm. and he was moving well. Like he was, it was a good workout for him. Like he was sprinting into shots. He was working on the mid range. Like he did everything out there. Yeah, non contact, obviously, because no one else was out there, kind of sure. running at him or anything. So you know, he was trying to sprint on that calf and yep. um, come off that leg as hard as he could. But I think my favorite part was just seeing his form, oh. his shot, his the mechanics. Such a nice shot. They miss him, and you know, we talked to him after practice and. He said, it's not really like a pain thing at this point. It's just getting comfortable. It's, mm -hmm. He's never had a calf injury before. So um, it happened during warmups of a game. Yep. And so he's just trying to be careful with it and get that confidence back in these workouts. He said like this was one of the big ones he had, but he's had a couple of other ones too. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a little bit longer for him. But when he gets back, like it's going to be interesting to see how Mike handles everything. Oh, what do you know? The Kings are playing the Golden State Warriors again. 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 Yeah, Kings Warriors, this time at Chase Center in San Francisco. And it's the return of Draymond Green, who's making oh, his yeah. home debut. The Warriors are coming into this game. Playing pretty well. Three and one. Just had a nice road trip where they had back-to-back -back wins. One against the Houston Rockets, and then the other against the Pelicans. They did it without a couple of guys. Klay Thompson did not play, and Steph Curry is on an absolute tear right now. Another 40-plus <laughs> point ball game. This is obviously going to be tough. Sacramento Kings playing without De'Aaron Fox, um, and, of course, Davion's going to get more opportunity. Malik, Colby Jones. <sighs> It's going to be tough without him, man. What, is that, I, is that I, your I what to watch? I mean, it's tough. I know what mine is. What's, what, are you, what are you excited to see tonight? I, not excited. Because oh. <laughs> this is what I was going to say for my what to watch was how the Kings try and slow down Steph Curry. And I know you're going, but Morgan, one of their better defenders, De'Aaron Fox isn't out there. It's not about that. It's opportunities for other guys to step up and show whether it's how they help or whether it's individuals wow. and how they play up on the ball. Last game, they, they did a good job trapping. And that, on, that's, on LeBron James, yes. And Curry. And remember, and, that's how they made their oh, yeah. push to get back into the game. Yep. When Fox started to get it going in that fourth quarter, uh, the, the trapping did help. Now, you can't do that the whole game. Steph Curry's too smart of a player, and the dynamics change a bit, too, because Draymond's back, another Ugh. guy who can handle. Chris Paul's coming off the bench for them now. So it's obviously going to be a tough game. You know, I, I think one thing I'm excited to see or interested in watching is yeah. just the dynamics between Draymond Green, Sabonis. Just how does Sabonis play, especially without Fox in the lineup? Like, they need more out of him. I'm hoping Keegan can step up. Malik had some great success against the Warriors too. It's keep, gonna it's gonna be a really tough game. Keep in, your in head in the game. Fox. Keep your yeah. head in the game. That's what I need to see from Domas Sabonis. And I say that I mean he's he is a a 
um, strong guy mentally, right? Like for the most part, but I feel like there's those few guys in this league that just get to him a little bit more. And how could Draymond Green not get to you a little bit more, especially after he stomped on you last year and then they beat you in a seven game series in the postseason. So yeah, it's, um, it's, I think that drama right there, I just hope that Domas is the one that comes out on top, even if Draymond is screwing with him. The next thing, push the pace, Sacramento, and you control the pace. Last game, I thought the Warriors got control of that pace, especially when Chris Paul was out there with the bench unit. And it's like, you have to control this. And you do hope that the Warriors get a little sloppy with the ball. As good as Draymond is, he does play with that energy. He can be tor- turnover prone at times. Sure. And that could be huge for the Sacramento Kings. So the defense has to force turnovers. I feel like I'm resigning myself to the fact that the Kings are probably losing against the Warriors. And I shouldn't be like that. Is it because there's no De'Aaron and because of what we've seen with this Warriors team and how they step up? It, not only do they step, they've been playing well, but it feels like you they know, step up a little bit harder against the Kings right I'm now. I'm telling you there's something there with okay. it. And when people say, oh, it's not really a rivalry. You know, the Warriors bring a different edge against the Kings. They do. And I think especially considering it's going to be Draymond's first home game this year, there's going to be extra energy in the building. And I think there's extra (laughs) energy maybe in the building because the Kings are in town, to be honest. Yeah. No, it's I I, I've said it. I think a rivalry is um, what a subjective term if you want to call it that and and especially nowadays when so many people have an opinion of what it is what it's not all these things it is what you make it and if some of these guys don't want to admit if some of these guys want to say it is i don't give a damn either way the level of competition takes a little bit of a leap and that's what we're going to see tomorrow so in the wee hours of the night morgan reagan the wee hours we found out about a big trade james harden Finally on the move, headed to the L.A. Clippers. Woj reported it early in the morning, so he gets his wish. Harden lands with the L.A. Clippers in a stacked Pacific division. In the deal, it's Harden and P.J. Tucker going to the Clippers in exchange for Robert Covington, Nick Batum, K.J. Martin, a 2028 unprotected pick, a first from OKC, a 2029 pick swap, and two second-round picks. So the James Harden era in Philly is done. Let's start with this finally coming to an end. It's just an interesting thing to look at from a timing perspective because you felt like, all right, this deal seems like it could have happened, I don't know, July, August, September, October. (laughs) But there was like so much noise about, hey, the Clippers are not giving up Terrence Mann. Well, they didn't have to give up man to this deal Good or nor power. So they take the chance. The Clippers go all in mm-hmm. on this four of Harden, Westbrook, George, and Leonard. What do you think of it? Um, when I think about those four, I go, I, I don't, I don't really like from a from a stylistic basketball standpoint. I, I don't, I don't get super excited. Um, I think the individual talent of those four yes. make me excited. And this is what I told Deuce. I said. I said, what's scary about them is that when they have their health problems, they even have more top tier death now. Yes. You know what I mean? Like they can depend on the next guy when another guy is sitting out for a month or a night. They can depend on the next guy if the other guy needs some rest or whatever it may be. And I'm not acting like it's perfect. Like we know that there's a few of these guys. And I think when I'm saying a few of these guys, I think we look at Harden and Westbrook when we think of um, aging guys, 
but they still have a lot to offer. Yeah, but all these guys, that's the thing. They're going all in, and that's the debate. Is it worth going all in on James Harden based on a track record? He's 34. Westbrook's 34. George, you know, all these guys are in their mid-30s now. Yes. But they're also trying to achieve something they have not been able to do, and that's actually win a championship. That was the goal when they got Kawhi and Paul George years back. Um, yeah, I... I think Harden's going to come in super engaged and ready. I think he he was completely done, and I think he's going to be ready to buy in, at least at first. And that's what we say about Harden every time, and I think that's where go. it gets complicated. Is like, all right, what you said is dead on. Individually, God, I mean, mm. I, how, you, how do you defend that? But there has to be a complete buy-in of, hey, if you don't have the ball, what are you doing? Yes. It can't be each one of those guys goes into ISO mode and guys are standing around. There has to be some creativity offensively, off-ball movement. Everyone's got to be engaged. And additionally, I, I think I'm a little concerned about the Westbrook dynamic because if you remember, he played with Harden in OKC. I mean, in, in Houston. Yeah. Well, and in OKC. Yeah. But in Houston toward the end, there was reports that he kind of wanted out because he didn't like playing with Harden. Westbrook has really bought into the Clippers. He looked really good there. I think he's done a good job pushing the pace, getting paint touches, being a facilitator. This is changing his role now in a major way. Yeah, changing his role in a major way. And I think when you talk about these ball-dominant guys, you look at someone like James Harden and what he was doing in Philly, he started to adjusting his role, right? Like, And he led the league in assists, to be fair, that, last year. There you go. Like him and Embiid in that pick and roll. Um, they did it a lot. I mean, the numbers show that they did it a lot and they executed a lot as well. So I think James Harden could might be able to be in his best position yet as this playmaker if he accepts that role and if he doesn't just, you know, jack up bullshit threes, fall back on his butt and then doesn't get back on <laughs> but, defense. And then again, you look at that line if you go, okay, Harden can score 40 to 50 in the game. Uh, you know, George can get buckets. Yep. Kawhi can. Westbrook's still dynamic. Mm-hmm. That's some star power that's going to be really hard to defend. Yeah. And I think the other thing with this trade is I know they gave up Covington and Batum and KJ Martin, who they liked. That's some length, right? Some versatility that they lose. But I don't feel like it impacted their depth. It's going to change things a little, a little bit. But to add PJ Tucker to this mix. They, oh, yeah. A vet who adds some toughness. Who's been with Harden so many times now, too, along this journey. You could play some small ball mm -hmm. with him. Uh, and then... You keep Norm Powell, who can get buckets Huge. off your bench. And they did not want to give up Terrence Mann. They did not have to do that. So you look at this, and this Zubots. lineup looks disgusting. I mean, they have Zubots. They have Plumlee, too. Yeah. They, they seem like they have just a really solid rotation now. I, now it's all about Ty Lue trying to get it all together and, and building that chemistry and seeing what it looks like. They also shipped away, like Morris, for example. Someone oh, who... Yeah. Demon mentioned was, him. He wasn't even... a. Oh, yeah. Not even around the team, right? Yeah. Like his energy alone wasn't needed around this Clipper squad. So yeah, there's a lot of changes. And I think, I think it would be naive just to sit here and be like, it's going to work. But I also think for all the haters out there, That's you know, there's a lot of haters out there, whether you're a Westbrook hater, whether you're a Harden hater, I like the people that actually break down their game and what they're capable of doing now. doesn't mean that they're a good team basketball player, but Will they figure it out to try and push for that ring with this lineup? I don't know. I think it's just like a wait and see for the season. I know for me as a basketball fan, I'm just as excited yeah, yeah. to see it out there on the floor, but I'm also not excited because from a stylistic standpoint, I don't, I don't like 
when guys don't share the ball right. But I have this weird feeling that these guys, a few of them are going to adjust their roles, adjust their mindset and understand what they need to do to get that ring. So I feel like we have to go into this all in thing a little deeper with the Clippers. Because when we say all in, it's not like, hey, they just acquired hard and they gave up some pieces. It's looking at their contract situations going forward where Harden's a free agent after mm-hmm. this year. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George have player options, so they could opt out and become free agents. And in addition to that, Westbrook's a free agent. They've given up a lot of draft capital over the years, too. So there is a world where this goes to absolute shit and it doesn't work out. They don't win a championship or whatever. And those guys could, and Kawhi and Paul George could be like, eh over this and dip out and leave and remember the clippers are going into their new arena last year or next year that is the thing right there that i i know some people are like yeah of course that's a big deal but you want to win games no, no, no. when there's arenas being developed and the amount of money that you need back from it <laughs> yes. especially from tickets those names alone sell tickets and i've made the joke millions times of how steve Ballmer has added so many bathrooms so many toilets and he's so excited about it it's not going to matter he's not going to get his wish of everyone peeing at the same time at his arena if he doesn't have the big names to sell those tickets yeah and i don't know how likely it would be for those guys to depart but i mean this is the nba would you have predicted a couple of years ago uh when james harden was in houston <laughs> That, hey, um, James is not only going to leave Houston, but two years from now, Uh he's going to be getting ready to play on his third team since leaving Houston, right? Mm -hmm. So the NBA is unpredictable in that way. There's things that we just don't know that will happen. So there's obviously a huge risk involved here. But I think the Clippers felt like they needed to make a move with star power, and they still kept some of their depth that they can contend for a championship. I have my concerns like you're going all in on James Harden like is it safe to go all in this situation I guess Balmer's like who cares I got money it's LA I can be a draw no matter what happens and I think they're really confident in what they have but age injury history all those things have to factor in when you look at this Clippers team so seriously looking at this more from a King's perspective the Pacific Division is loaded sure Th- think about the talent they have okay so harden uh-huh. paul george Kawhi leonard westbrook the Suns, beal booker durant you got the lakers Lots of big names lebron ad those guys the warriors steph clay draymond cp3 and then the kings fox a bonus and a deep squad um i was interested to hear what mike brown had to say at practice today he was asked about the trade and Gave you kind of the standard answer. You know, I, I mean, obviously they're, they're a talented team already, and you know, you add a, another talent like Harden, and you know, it just makes them that much better. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, I, I, I like where we are as a team. I think we have a lot of room to grow as a team, and I'm looking forward to all the different challenges that we're we're going to face in the West because there, there's a lot of different looks that we're going to get facing these teams in the West night in and night out. It should be be a lot of fun and if we expect to be where we want to be at the end of the year it don't matter who gets traded and i agree like i don't think this should change the king's thinking i think they understand what they have to do to make their team better long term and this move today doesn't alter their course they believe they've got the depth they believe they've got the stars 
Do they think they can improve it? Yeah, for sure. But I think they're comfortable with where they're at. When you believe in your team and their ability to play like a team, you're going to feel pretty confident. And I think not only did we see that happen in that first year under Mike Brown, you're already starting to see it grow and evolve from what he created last year into this year. So, yeah, I, I think if you're the Kings, they add some an aging James Harden. They know what he can do on the offensive end, especially. They know he can create for these other Clippers guys, especially if he buys into a different role. But they're still not worried about what they're capable of doing, especially as they keep growing their team defense. We've got more of the podcast coming up, but we should mention that today's podcast presented by the New York Times bestselling author. The one and only T.R. Reagan. She's a crazy author lady. Super crazy lady. Um, I, I don't know why I started singing that song. But hey, you know what? It's Halloween time. It's scary time. And if you're into thrillers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. T.R. Reagan writes some pretty crazy thrillers. Make sure you go to Amazon.com. Search T.R. Reagan or go to trreagan.com. You can get all of her books there. We're also presented by East Sack Fitness. Morgan, I've been back in the gym consistently, and it feels amazing. It's not all about losing weight. It's just about feeling good, and hopefully you get in better shape. But if you're going to factor in some numbers, I am down close to 10 pounds since August, and it feels good because I'm taking their functional fitness classes. They also have spin classes, yoga classes, and something that Morgan really likes at East Sac Fitness, a recovery room with a sauna and a cold plunge. It is so good for my mental health. It is so good for my physical health. I love going to East Sac. So make sure you check them out. EastSacFitness.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Mm -hmm. Philly's perspective. Oh, look. Go there. I, here's the thing. This was obviously a train wreck. Whatever happened between Maury and Harden to fracture that relationship was awful. I think based on the fact that the Clippers were the only team really bidding for Harden, he didn't do that bad with this trade. Daryl okay? Maury? Yeah. I mean, to get some of these picks sure. out of the deal, I think that's the win. From a player perspective, you're going, these expirings? Morris Covington? Uh... Batum, like KJ Martin's intriguing for them. So you add initially some depth to that Sixers mm -hmm. team. But I think what really, the, the, when we're going to be able to actually judge this is based on what Maury does. There we go. After this. That's like, is what... he packaging these picks for Levine? Does that even make sense? Is he in on Siakam or OG Ananobi? What kind of swing is he going to take with like that 2028 pick and then some of the picks the Sixers have and packaging expiring contracts? And maybe that's the next move. I also think 
it just having Harden gone from this team is a good thing. Even if the guys on the team liked him, yeah. it, it was a distraction. It was a huge yeah. distraction. No, I mean, you it think was hanging over him. They're being asked about it. They're talking about that, all the, the time. coaching staff, everything. And I think they already had the mindset. Like he's not going to be on the team. Like yeah. I, don't, I don't care what everyone's going to say, but then you had all that, the, the weird stopping him from getting on the team plane Dude, and all these other things that? like just weird drama going on and you're so right just not having that's going to be huge but if i'm joel Embiid, i'm still going it, i think he knew at the end of the day daryl morey wasn't about to get some huge star power no, you couldn't there was one team bidding and that's why the clippers just hung with it they're like we're not giving up terrence man we're not doing but, this but what i will tell you if daryl Moore doesn't do something with all these expirings of picks whatever <laughs> yeah. it, joel Embiid, he's gonna be the next guy to say i'm dipping thank you i no, i completely How agree could with you that. not um i i do think this really benefits someone like tyrese maxi who's off to a really good start and he's shown flashes especially when harden was gone last year this allows him to grow in his role no more. The guy's a super explosive scorer, still working on the playmaking thing, but he's a really talented player. And I and maybe that's why Moore is like, fine, I'll just do it. But about time that this Final, just do it. If you pout enough, yeah, James I, Harden, you'll get your way. And well, does that I, annoy you too? That uh, It you, all does. Yeah, I guess. You but know, you know what? It's he didn't ha technically you didn't have to trade him. He didn't no, he didn't have to trade him. I, I this whole situation was just really annoying. And I think like a lot of people are gonna be talking about that today. It's like James Harden, James Harden with another team. Like this is his reputation. This is what he does. And yes, it is. And Daryl Moore is also an asshole. You know, like in all of this, yeah, yeah, like yeah. these these people <laughs> kind of suck to each other, right? And so like it was just an annoying situation to look at. You don't want to see that happen in basketball or people have this weird power hanging over other people but that's why I'm glad that it's finally over and I don't James Harden I don't even think we need to talk about his future yet let's see what he looks like with this new squad getting back in shape again doing what he needs to do out on the basketball floor the other angle on this Woj broke this story and he beat he beat Shams by like 38 minutes I love I love that like in our NBA culture that is fun and important to go back and look at it was what in uh pacific time like 1 a.m 2 a.m uh so did did Woj catch sham sleeping last night did yeah Woj? nba twitter reacted to Woj beating shams on the harden news he beat him by an incredible 39 minutes but the other story about incredible. this that's really insane so yeah. i guess the timeline of this last night was Woj reported it said there was a trade, but had no details of it. So apparently, Maureen, this is where it gets Ooh. crazy. Apparently, Woj was waiting to get on a flight to go to L.A. He finds out about the trade. He missed his flight to keep working on the details. So he's like, I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm just going to wait till I get the details. Dude. Why? Why? You okay. can't outwork Woj. He's a Stop. robot. Stop. This is what needs to happen. There needs to be a crew and a, a camera crew on yes. Shams, a camera crew on yes. Woj. And we need to follow them in their every move for the rest of our lives. Because that is the hey. most interesting reality <laughs> television I could ever receive you realize that shams is probably not gonna sleep anymore he's going i you know i missed that I'm i gonna... don't think he does sleep already he he was sleeping during that moment Woj got what him if, last what night if he was like on a date or like just <laughs> no, something have out. you read some of the profiles he doesn't really have a dating life because of this. 
That's the, now we're getting dark. Like that's yeah. sad. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. yeah. Anything for the story. Yeah, put your whole life into this career. <sighs> well, Don't there's, worry. There's never, um, there's never just a quiet day in the NBA. There's always something going on. But at least we know that the Harden saga is over for now. Until you know a month from now, it's like you know he's not happy with his role. And- we'll be talking about it. <laughs> Well, if you enjoyed this bonus podcast, the biggest thing you can do is if you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, drop us a five-star review. All it does is help this podcast continue to grow. We love you guys so, so, so much, but we gots to go. You all have a wonderful rest of your day. See ya! Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo, they tell you what they know. Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo, the podcast that you know. Deuce and Mo. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.